Hi, my name is John. And my name's Chris. And, and this, this is Stay on, on Target. Hey, everybody, welcome to Stay on Target. We are your hosts. You can find us online at stayontargetpodcast.com. You're back, Chris. I am back. You're back. I am back. Yes, uh, I had to be away last week. It was unexpected. But I thank Aaron Wright. Yeah. And Josh Fulton. Yeah. Otherwise known as Fultron. For standing in, how they do, Josh. I haven't listened to the episode. It yet. was really good, man. It was great. I so whenever I was editing through it, it's interesting because it reminded me of whenever we first started the podcast, and I would listen through just to make sure, like all the audio like levels and like nobody was, um, I, I didn't have the bass cranked on somebody or, yeah. or or whatever. So I listened to the whole thing after we did it, and it was uh, it, it was really good. I talked a lot. Oh really? <laughs> I mean, I mean, I would I would that's imagine to be expected. so. Yeah, I guess so. You know, I think I think uh, J- Josh uh, was like he's like yeah. He's like what's interesting. He's like what I love about you know podcasting with with you is like he's like you you just like go. He's like and then I it gives me time to formulate a thought. He's like and then I will I will say something and I'm like yeah, which makes makes it seem like all of these small little nuggets of uh, of of things from from you and Aaron are genius. And then I'm just you know going. There's a bunch of hot air. Yeah, it's, that's you know that's what he was implying. No, <laughs> <laughs> yes. not at all, not at all. No, it was a really fun time, dude. And it was like it was uh, the the. Um, have you seen the movie yet? Um, oh no, Tim Cloverfield Lane. No. Oh my gosh. Well, I won't say anything about it, but uh, that's one reason I haven't listened to it yet. I mean, I, I know I could have listened to the spoiler-free review. Right. I just didn't have time. Yeah. And I was like, I kind of want to like like absorb this all at once. So what I'm gonna do is, hopefully this week and go see the movie. Yeah. And then like go for a run or something like that and listen to the whole thing. Super fun, man. Super fun. Um, but yeah, it was really good. It was, it was a fun time. So Chris, what have you been up to this week? And I guess the week before too. Yeah. Oh man, the week before. Cause like the one thing that I, su- I, I know you've done and that yeah. I'm super amped to hear from you and I'm sure everybody else is, is your first impressions of, uh, the division. Yeah. I just put gum in my mouth. That's is that great. Gonna, is that going to screw up? Everything? Uh, I don't know. There might be some lip smacking. Uh, I'm not no, sure, no, Chris. No, get rid of this real chew fast. It, right? Chew it really fast. Like, chew it very, very quickly so get all the flavor and uh, just like, gah, 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 you know, and then uh, and then that, that'll that get it done with. And that way you get all the flavor, but you also don't get the, the negative side of that, which is just disgusting mouth noises all through the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> there was there was that one week, Chris, where you and I um, both chewed gum during the podcast, and I, it was like episode twenty or something. It was very yeah. early on. Oh, I just I just put this in my mouth, and then I realized I should not have done that. <laughs> it's because you weren't on the show last week. You're out of practice, Chris. You don't you don't, don't a remember. lot of sorts. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, the 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 one thing that I haven't talked about on the podcast yet is uh, the division. Yeah, and um, I'm really enjoying it. So what's funny is. I played it the first night, got up to level eight, and then didn't play anymore. Well, didn't until... you play the second night? I'm pretty I? sure I missed two. Like I missed the second night, and I'm pretty sure like you played that night, and then I uh, may have. I did. I didn't. I actually so. don't. I don't remember because uh, the first. I really don't remember. Yeah, it's all a blur, Chris. Yeah, it was. It was very yeah, late. I think. I think. I think you might be right because I remember the first night we did. We have a ton of time. Um, I know we trounced it up until about 2 a.m. Yeah. So, uh, was, so was... anyway, like that seems like not enough time to, uh, to get to level eight. Agreed. Either way, 
Uh, I've been playing uh, been playing that. Played it last night again. It was pretty awesome. Level 14. Yeah. Um, you went up I, from level 8 to level 14 yeah. all in the span oh, of yeah, like because everybody else, two hours last night. You're what? Level 18? Yeah, I'm level 18 at um, this point. Uh, some of the friends we play with are like level 24 and like level 22 <laughs> or something ridiculous, 21. Yeah. And so uh, whenever you're lo- a low level... They Something like, ridiculous like that. Yeah. <laughs> they they split the difference in the enemy's level. And so, like, all the enemies were one shot killing me. It was like they had skull and crossbones above their head. Like, I couldn't <laughs> even see what level they were. <laughs> and what's cool about um, about the division, and I don't think the case, this was the case with Destiny. Right. If you're in a party with other people and they're killing guys, like as long as you're just in the party, you're you're receiving um, XP. Yeah, that group XP, man. Yeah, which I is really it's, it's not as much as if you were shooting them because you would get number one, you would get the kill XP, but you'd also get the XP for each uh, bullet that hit them. Right, and uh, uh, and probably like if you got a headshot, there's an extra XP bonus right, and stuff. Right. So yeah, so it's I mean, but you're still like gaining a lot more XP than you would. Um, were you on your own? Well, I mean, maybe not, but like, were you just, it's more XP than you would get if you were just getting XP for the guys you killed. Right. I think. And, and so in this instance, because we had higher level people in our crew, the enemies were higher level, which is strange with destiny. Like it doesn't scale down. Like if, if we're, if you're party leader as a, as a lower level person and I get in with you in the division, the, right in the division, the, the enemies scale to my level. Yeah. And so, you know, that's why you couldn't see their level. That's why it's like skull and crossbones. And it's like, you could, you know, your bullets probably were like, well, they don't scale all the way up to your level. Right. It's, like, it's just a little bit like, it's not quite in the middle though. I feel like it's more so the higher level than it is the lower level. Uh, yeah, I mean, maybe. I mean, because I think it's probably more the, uh, the the XP that it takes to get there. Yeah, yeah. And then like, so the way that works is those higher level people they give more XP whenever you kill them. So even if, say, I kill the 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 higher level enemy you still get the massive amount of XP that, that would the right. difference basically uh, of what it would be right. if it was a lower level person at your own level. Yeah. So. I was just saying uh, the, like the, where they split the differences. Like, so say there, it takes 20,000 XP to go from, from level eight to level 26, which mm. is the highest level in our crew. Like the middle wouldn't necessarily be the numerical middle. Ah, you're it right. It would be like, it would be skewed. Look like it was a higher level than it actually was. That's true less XP in those lower levels. That's, That's what true. I think it's doing. That makes a lot of sense. And uh, that, that makes a whole ton of sense. But it was a lot of fun. Like, it was still a lot of fun. So, like, I was playing more of a support class. I was just, like, I equipped all my healing abilities. And so, like, <laughs> I couldn't shoot really anybody or do really any good damage. So, like, I stayed behind everybody and, like, threw out health whenever they needed it or a yeah. revive, like... Um, suitcase or like tried to revive them. I don't think I ever successfully revived anybody before I got <laughs> killed. But yeah, so it's a lot of fun. I'm really enjoying it. Then after everybody got off, I went around and like unlocked a bunch of the the missions in the different areas and nice. everything. And so um, it's a lot, a lot of fun. I'm really, really having um, a ton of fun with it. I'm not that far into it. I've only played like 12 hours. Right. Uh, how many have you played? Do you know? Uh, I don't remember. I know I've played more than 12 though. I remember it was like a couple nights ago whenever I got on. Cause over the weekend I was able to play a little bit. Um, and it was a two, two play sessions ago, I guess. And I was at about 12, hours. eight hours. I played eight hours. You only played eight hours. How do you, how do you look on this? Uh, it's on Xbox, uh, the smart, the smart glass app. app. Okay. I'm going to uh-huh. look real quick. Cause I, I bet you it's more than that. Um, let me see. I'm going to click it. Uh, how do I find it, Chris? Uh, go to the achievements. Oh, okay. I know it's everything's on those stupid achievement pages. That's, that's interesting. Go to the achievements, and it should just be like as soon as you click on it, like the first page that pops up. First page that pops up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I see Rocket League here. 
me see. Oh, there's the game. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I have played... It's not saying. <laughs> it's just two lines. It's just two lines. Oh, here we go. Wait, 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 wait. 16 hours. 16 hours. Yeah. All right. So you're about twice as much as me. Oh, that yeah. makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. In terms of our levels. Yeah. Um, I love it. Like, I, I, it's it's hard not to compare it to, to Destiny. And like, what's funny, we we, uh, we went out to eat earlier before this, so I've said a bunch about it already. But right. um, I'm really, really enjoying it. I, like, I think my biggest takeaway is... I like the differences between this and Destiny, and like, and I could run them down, but it's like, I, I, I don't know how much of that is just a new thing, or if it's like, I'm not going to call this a better game because until I've spent 400 over 400 hours with this game, like I did with Destiny, like it's not a better game necessarily. Right, you uh, won't know basically. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't have like there, eight compared to 400. Yeah, like <laughs> you just can't compare There's that. There's no at all. way to tell right now. No, you know, and so, the other thing, like I think about whenever I think about like comparing games and stuff like that, that almost whatever you had more fun doing, we were talking about destiny. It's like, man, those, those hours, you know, those hundreds of hours that we spent on that super fun. Like it was a really good time. And so far the, uh, the small, like relatively small amount of time, the 16 hours that we put into this, that I put into this, it's been fun. And so like, that's really all that matters is like, is it fun? And is it, is it something that is, uh, is enjoyable? You know, some of the destiny stuff I remember at one point being like, man, it feels like a, feels like a chore. feels like a, and that's whenever we just took a break. Like I just remember just taking a break from it for a little while and then you come back and you're like yes this is great awesome again you know that sort of thing that was about 150 to 200 hours in yeah it was about 250 you know so like uh until we reach that point with this one like once we get 200 hours into this we might be like hey this is boring oh absolutely who knows absolutely like it's just like we're comparing apples to oranges and in some in one sense and like we're in whenever we're comparing our experiences not necessarily the gameplay or the game style but our experiences with it are just drastically different at this point. Right. And they're very subjective too. Like the, you know, the perceived fun is very subjective on games. We've talked about that before. Yeah. Where, where, you know, this just might not be somebody's game and it's like, well, what's the, what's the big deal with this game? And then, you know, a a destiny, you know, something like a first person shooter, maybe right up your alley and you're like, Oh my gosh, this is great. So, I mean, it just kind of depends on, on that sort of thing. So yeah, you're definitively positive on it right now. Definitively positive on it. This is the thing. I, um, the, the, I will compare it to Destiny in one sense, in that whenever we play Destiny, like before you hit level twenty, um, mm. we have basically said before, and I think like I, I was behind on that too with, from you guys. There's something that came up for that game as well, Chris. Whenever any like RPG MMOs <laughs> come out, you some uh, like the, the weekend, some yeah, some crazy life event happens, and then you know you're you play catch up, yeah. So with that, I think like I started playing, and then you and uh, I could already hit like level uh, twenty, and yeah. you're like, "Well, the real game doesn't start until after level 20. I'm like, "Well, you know," and that was basically true. Like you power through the rest of the other stuff, the crappy story and the weird leveling to get the level twenty. Where like that's how when the game mechanics, not not the actual physical mechanics, but like the way you play the game and what you're trying to do changes and all that kind of stuff. Um, that's when the real game starts. This is completely different in that this feels good from the beginning and all through um, that early time with the game. Yeah. And so, like, I like that a lot. And the other thing is, too, like, uh, other note I want to make is that everything in the division feels achievable. You know, like, and everything, mm. everything whenever we started playing Destiny felt achievable. Uh, but, you know, whenever you go you're, you're 200 hours in and you still haven't gotten the Gallahorn, you realize it's not <laughs> achievable. Yeah, not at all. And I know there's, there's uh, uh, 
end level gear, um, named gear that you can acquire via like Phoenix points and stuff like that. Stuff you you can do after level thirty, which is the level cap right now in the, the division. Mm-hmm. True, and but from all everything I hear is that you that's still obtainable. You right. just have to play to get it, and, and it's not it's not like a random drop that you'll never ever get. You know, like I ended up getting a Gallahorn in Destiny. Um, I think I bought it. Uh, the week before, like it ended up getting nerfed and then never showed up in year two. So then it was just largely irrelevant. Right. And the greens were more powerful than it was. Right. And so this feels super achievable. And that's what makes me, keeps me coming back is like, you know, if I want to go do something, I'm just going to go do it because I know what it takes to, to do it and I'm going to get there. And, and, and uh, it's um, within my grasp. It right. doesn't feel like, well, I have to play for what? 200 hours maybe to get this? That maybe. sounds like a chore. Maybe. maybe. Well, so or statistically, so statistically, the Galakorn could literally never come up. Yeah. I mean, like there, that's a that's or a definite possibility. It could come up on your first drop. Exactly. And that's you know, that's the biggest thing I had uh, you know, where even back in the day whenever we were hardcore into a lot of Destiny, it was like I just wish there was a direct path. Like, I don't care how long it would take me. I don't right. care how hard the path would be. If it takes if, me 200 hours, it takes me 200 right. hours. Just tell me that. If they say, hey, by the way, here's a direct path, and it ends with the Gallahorn, yeah. but in the middle there, it's going to be really hairy. Yeah. Like, it's going to be terrible for you. <laughs> you know. But if you get through all of that, if you do all of the raids and do all of this stuff and beat all the hard raids, then we give you the Gallahorn. Right. I would be like, no, I'm doing it. I'm yeah. in. You well, know. And, and that's, that's more in line with things like World of Warcraft. You know, I've some friends who play world of warcraft and like the quests for some of those items are like (laughs) days long quests like you spend like two weeks playing this game every night doing different parts of the quest to get you know some kind of uh elite piece of gear that yeah it'll be it'll become irrelevant the next time you know a content piece drops just like the galahorn did but there was a direct path to it and you Mm -hmm. knew that it would take a while whereas you know like the Galahorn, and it's just not, not to harp on Destiny because again, I had a lot of fun with it. I love Destiny. Four hundred twelve hours. Destiny well, two comes out, Chris. I'm I'm gonna be right back in there. That's seventeen days. That's ridiculous. <laughs> that game. And so, like, I'm, over the I, course of a few years, but yeah, right. But you know, so so you know, like that's that's kind of where I'm at in turn. Well, this is the other this is the other telling piece. Okay, so I was looking at this the all these stats earlier today because I got into like where I was just like, well, how much time have I spent with this? I've spent twelve hours playing uh, uh, Rocket League. Nice. Uh, you should see how many how you've played. Probably That's twice. What I'm about I to say do. twice as much. I'm about to do it. Okay. I'm about to make it happen. Thirty nine hours. Over twice as much. Chris, I love Rocket League. <laughs> like that's the funny thing. Like Rocket League, the matches are five minutes long. So like, if I'm like doing lunch or whatever, I'll, I'll like eat lunch and then do a match of Rocket League yeah. and then go back to work. The and crazy like, thing. Amazing. The crazy thing about Destiny that I want to point out. So Xbox.com, like the hours that show up on your um, smart glass app are is the amount of time that you have the app open on the Xbox. Mm. Right. So if you sit at the main menu? Yes. Oh man, so it's it's going to be largely inflated sometimes for me. Well, I don't That Rocket League one might be. So I'm just thinking about I it. I don't ever just leave my my game running. I do. Um like sometimes I'll pop over and watch TV or something like that, so I like I'm not running that just letting that app just sit there, you know what I mean? Yeah. The Destiny app tracks how much time you've spent in missions and in game. Also, doesn't count loading screens. Doesn't count loading screens. Holy I don't believe it counts cow. the tower. Um, it counts gameplay. Hmm. The Destiny app says that I've spent 
200 hours playing Destiny. So over twice that is in orbit, is in menus, is standing around in the tower, is like throwing inventory away. Yeah, I've spent 200, as much time as I've spent playing the main game, John, organizing all my crap. Chris, I've always said that the load times on Destiny Loading are just into ridiculous. into and out of the tower, running around the tower to different vendors trying to figure out what's up accidentally going to the reef being like i need to go to the tower oh man i was back in the reef again <laughs> this is exactly aaron so said much stuff dude one of the things he loved about the division was yeah. that there wasn't any of that. <laughs> <laughs> that i mean and it was as soon as he said it i was like you know what you're right i wonder how much time i've spent doing that so this is a telling telling thing chris that yep i've probably spent twice as twice the amount of gameplay time just doing random you know loading in and out and Which doing inventory insane. management and all this stuff just random stuff where it's like oh i'm in a loading screen i might waiting, as well look at my inventory waiting for people to join you for a raid like how much time do we spend doing that john oh, gosh I hours remember, i remember sitting there for like an hour one time waiting yes. for waiting for a uh, a sixth for a raid. And that was one time oh it's terrible so anyway um again not to harp on destiny no this isn't the destiny cast how did we start talking about this uh, it's just hard not to compare amazing, these two games Chris. but yeah i'm having a lot of fun with the division it's i'm amazing. looking forward to it like it's so deep i'm like yeah. i've barely scratched the surface yeah. haven't even really gone into the dark zone yet um i've got all these missions. i'm like i'm one of those people who like i like to just clear the map of all missions agreed and so like tonight this is what i oh i have a, i have something i want to talk about in a second yeah but, uh tonight I think whenever I get home, uh, there's uh, five different things to do real close, like in the area where the um, the main base is. Okay. I want to clear all those out. Okay. Like, that's my goal. You know? so, so Chris, one thing that you do need to upgrade. There is yeah. a really cool thing that you can upgrade. There's an upgrade in the security wing. So anybody who's playing the, the division early on, that sort of thing, if there's an upgrade in the security wing that you can get that will, if you complete a mission, like an actual story mission in a named zone, mm -hmm. it will then reveal all of the the uh, collectibles in that area. What do you mean a named zone? Um, so like any of the zones. So if in like Hell's Kitchen or something like that, like you complete a, a mission in Hell's Kitchen and it will reveal all of like the cell phone locations, the laptop locations, and things like that on the map for that you. That doesn't show up whenever I update the board? No, because those are hidden items. Unless you stumble upon them um, on your own in the wild, they mm. don't pop up. But there is a, a upgrade. So I did that upgrade very early and was picking up these phones and getting XP where it's like, oh, I, on my way to this mission, there's if I just go one more block over, there's a cell phone. Is I'm going to pick that up. a story mission or can it be like a side mission? I'm not sure. I, that, that was where I was unclear. But immediately whenever you get it, all of the zones that you have completed a mission in already, mm -hmm. it'll pop for those so like you'll immediately whenever you get this i guarantee you will have like a ton of cell phones that you can pick up and yeah. stuff so i want to see if you'll be a Very part cool. of something with me tonight john yeah there is an achievement in the division for successfully extracting a contaminated item from the dark zone oh boy okay it's worth 10 gamer score this is important to me <laughs> because my total gamer score now sits at forty nine thousand. 990. Whoa. If we can get that achievement tonight, John, I can hit 50,000 gamer score. Yes! 50,000 <laughs> gamer score. Bro, what is my gamer score right now? I'm going to look this up just because, oh man, you're like way over twice my gamer score. I'm at 23,663. Gamer score is not something I typically go for. I've, I've gone no. for it for a few different games. I've only 100%ed one game. Um, what game was that? I don't even remember. But uh, but I've only 100%ed like one game and I'm very close on some other ones. Yeah. But I think I'm like one achievement away from destinies but i like this is the thing whenever i have a game or find a game that i really really love i i try to 100 percent it and i'm not one of those people like i have to so if it's like i get down to like there's one achievement left 
and it's going to take me a hundred hours of grinding to do it. I'm like, no, let's <laughs> just leave it alone. <laughs> like, no it's, way. It's not that important. Yeah. Um, but the, whenever I can, I try to get as many achievements as I can. And so, uh, cause I also like, I, I like, um, whenever I like a game, I like going back into it and having another reason to play it. Like whenever it's like, well, I've done all the missions. I have literally have nothing else to do in this game. Yeah. The, all these achievements actually give me something to do in the game. And For I, sure. since I enjoy playing it and I just go after them. Well, and so many of them, I remember so many of them, especially like in, uh, in survival modes or in, in, um, kind of objective based things. Yeah. Right. Where it's like either survive or capture this, it gives you a different way to play it too. Where it's like, oh, sure, you may succeed doing it the way you would initially think of to do it, but yeah. if it's like, don't jump in this entire <laughs> level yes. or whatever, and you're like, okay, I would never would have thought about never jumping in this level, but we're gonna find a way to make it work, you know, right. and stuff like that. Where it's it, it kind of increases this. It says basically, here's what you expect, right. and let's just turn it a little bit and look at it from a different angle. You the know? best achievements to me, like I, there's, there's different like levels of achievements in terms of like how much I enjoy them. I, I like, I enjoy getting rewards for completing levels of a game. For sure. Okay. So like, I don't like things like the, uh, the last of us, Whenever you can literally beat the whole game without popping any trophy. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah, it's awful. Well, and also I I love that whenever they do that, it's like okay, so I hit a landmark in this in this game, yeah. and so it gives me kind of an idea right. of what's what you know. Basically, whenever whenever it happens on like a story driven game, like whenever we were we were, we play like Call of Duty or something like that yeah. together, um, and and an achievement pops, it's like okay, it's okay to stop right now because right. I know that this is like this was a big moment. It's you know it's a chapter right. one of ten or whatever, and we're we're good, you know. And so like I, it's it's a moment where I it immediately just triggers to me like okay, I can breathe for a second and I can I can take a break. I can if I you know go away, come back. It's gonna be fine. Yeah, I, I like that specifically with with Call of Duty. I love it whenever it's like you know uh, if you're trying to do something like beat a level on hard or something like that. And it, all it does is have to pop, and it's like and it's like thirty gamer score beat level whatever on hard. And you're like, yes, I did. Yeah, dude. <laughs> well, I'm like, and that's the other thing, like whenever you have multiplayer ones, um, like multiplayer achievements, I loved like Rocket League does a really good job of their multiplayer achievements oh, yeah. where there are some really kind of uh, specific ones or hard ones and some that like whenever they pop up, you're like, what did I do? You know, where it's like, <laughs> well, I used the right car and did the right thing at the right moment. Right. And, uh, and, and that's awesome. So, but so there's that level, like well, I, lo I love being able to just kind of track progress through a game like that. But then I also like, um, things like what you're describing with like the don't jump thing because it's like it's almost <laughs> like they're sliding a piece of paper across the table to you like I don't think you can do this right let's no I don't I really don't think you can <laughs> it's a and challenge then, and then you know like I know you can otherwise you wouldn't ask me to do it or give me the opportunity but like I right. just I figure it out so now right. I'm going to beat you at your own game because you're just trying to trick me. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, because you're like, man, I, yeah, I bet you can't do this. And you're like, I bet you I can. I bet you I can. <laughs> oh, Let's man. See, see, oh, what you, see what you do. But yeah, dude, I, uh, I, I, I only am missing on Rocket League. This is the one that I'm closest to, I think. like uh, The ones that I'm involved in actively, that I'm actively playing right now, I'm, I'm most closest to uh, Rocket League, where I've only got six left. Mm. Um, six achievements left and it's like score six goals in a single game it'll happen eventually what you specifically or just in general Me, have to. like I have to do that you yeah have yeah, to yeah. Do it. I see. and then um, 10 games in a row you actually got that one so you must have like gone on an amazing winning streak at one point yeah it was uh, it was uh, well it was a combination of 
a couple of multiplayer games, and then I played some season games. And I didn't realize that what I was doing. I just happened to win them all. That's awesome. And uh, and so I, I got it then. Yeah, and the hardest one I feel like that for me is going to be the aerial goal where I've I've I feel like I've done it before where I've been flying through the air, smashed the ball into the goal, but it didn't give it to me. So like I'm just uh, part of me like is still kind of like upset about that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, because like how often does it happen? Exactly. It's like the the right number of circumstances have to line up where you know it happens, but um, it'll happen eventually, Chris. It'll happen. The um. I've been playing some Broforce. Nice. And uh, uh, something that PlayStation 4 does, I don't remember when they started doing it, if it was something recent or if it's always done it. I just didn't notice it until now. Whenever you pop a trophy, it will take a screenshot of that moment. Yeah. And so uh, I was playing with a friend, and uh, the the trophy was for uh, killing a terrorist with a deflected bullet. And so, like... On screen, there's like one of us is in midair. There's like an explosion behind him, and then like the other person's like like punching some dude in the face, like and there's just like blood flying. It's like this is really cool. I don't think necessarily ever games like that where it like captures it a, a right. perfect scenario like that. But it was like that's super cool. Like just see that screenshot of that moment. Yeah, I kind of just frozen in time there. Well, and yeah, I think about I think about also there's like all the collectible achievements where it's like oh collect all of the uh, intel, and I think about those yeah. screenshots have got to be well, like you're facing. A wall. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. Well, and the thing is, like, I think you know, early on the Xbox, like, developers tried to utilize the game DVR to, um, to kind of do the same thing oh with game gosh. clips. Oh, it so, was like, wild. In uh, I think what was the first Battlefield on? There was a Battlefield Four. Was it on? Yeah, it came I, out like the year that it was the broken one too. The year that Xbox released, I think. Anyway. It would take a you know a, a game DVR thirty second clip every single time an achievement popped, and it like most I don't need all these you know like <laughs> I don't need them or want them yeah and so all it does is just like waste space on my game DVR and push other clips that I do want to keep off. The same thing happened with like Crimson Dragon, okay that uh, that was a game on Xbox One. You played a lot of that, actually. <laughs> I did. It was, it was a fun game. Yeah. And there wasn't a whole lot on the Xbox One at the time, but it was a fun game. And uh, the, every single time, not only every single time you like beat something, but like say you did it and then got a higher score on the same level, it would just game clip the whole level again, like all wow. six minutes of it or wow. whatever. And uh, and it just like took just tons of space. I'm like, so, but at that point in time, also. Uh, Xbox One couldn't do screenshots. So maybe if they, maybe developers will kind of like rethink all of that. Maybe do some screenshots. I like that. Screenshots are nice. It was fun. I mean, it doesn't take a lot of space. Right. It doesn't need to be a whole video. <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> that shows up on my feed. Definitely not. Oh uh, but gosh. yeah, so anyway, The Division, I like it. Yeah. Well, Chris, hmm. we're going to be talking about the something that happened. The world has changed. The world has changed as of Tuesday at, uh, what was it, 4 p.m. our time, Mm -hmm. where PlayStation announced Uh. their PlayStation VR release window, not a date yet, but a window, and a price. They did. But first, the pick of the week. Pick of the week. Chris. My pick of the week this week 
That was super strange. I'm not sure what's going on right now. <laughs> we just watched an awesome video, um, which you should embed at the, oh, uh, the I will. podcast. Yes. On, on stayontargetpodcast.com. third pick of the week now. Yeah, so this is the bonus pick of the week. It was a, uh, <laughs> was a Craig Robinson. Uh, no, no, it was a, uh, wait, what is his name? Oh Josh, my gosh. Wait. Josh Groban. No, Josh Groban and James Corden. Yes, that's right. That's right. I don't know where Craig Robinson came from. I'm, it was it was the next person that Oh, it was that, the like, next it was the next, next playlist. Video. Okay, yeah. that's what it was. Okay, so anyway, they they, uh, they sang some public domain songs and it's hilarious. So mm-hmm. you should embed that video, Chris. It's it's worth everyone to watch it. It's <laughs> I will. really funny. Anyway, <laughs> my pick of the week this week is the DC Legion of Collectors box, Chris. Mm. I got my box in the mail about a week after you got yours. Yeah. But <laughs> It was totally yes. worth it. Um, and uh, so th- this is a subscription box. It's for Batman versus Superman. So Batman versus Superman comes out uh, in theaters next week. Our review will go up on Tuesday morning, the 22nd mm. of this month. Yummy. And uh, we're both very, very excited about oh, it. Oh, man, I can't wait, dude. And so we will have a substantial spoiler-free version, or version, spoiler-free section to where uh, we will let you know whether or not you should spend your hard-earned cash on this. I found a book in Sam's Club yesterday, John. In, what Does this have something to do with the, uh, the review? <laughs> uh, it was, it was a Batman versus Superman book that showed the history of both Superman and Batman. And Batman. What? It has clips of the movie in it. Oh, <laughs> what? And, and tells the whole backstory of Batman in Wh- it. What? I picked it up and like I saw something about Alfred, and I'm like, I don't want to read this right now. Oh my gosh, so, Chris! So there's spoilers there's like, everywhere. Like, yeah, there's like a kids book with a bunch of spoilers in it sitting at Sam's Club right now. John. Listen, Chris. So this is the, this is the uh, the the climate that we live in. Chris is is the entertainment climate. We live in a place where you can encounter spoilers everywhere. They're all over the internet. They're all over the children's book in Sam's Club. I probably have dodged numerous spoilers just by locking myself in a closet and you know not not in, engaging with the world, Chris. You've done this? No, I, okay. I haven't done that. <laughs> but uh, but sometimes I feel like I should because they're flying. They're flying everywhere. They are. You gotta be you gotta be vigilant to avoid the spoilers. But like I said, we will not spoil you on the uh, the the movie. Mm. Until a substantial spoiler countdown has gone down in the uh, the episode next week, and so like I said, it's dropping a little bit early. So this uh, this episode will be up, and uh, you will also have a new episode on the twenty second. All right, Chris, mine the Legion of Collector Collectors box. It arrived. It's got some amazing stuff in it. Exclusive stuff. All right to uh, to this box. Like it's it's a I, the one that everyone knew about. And I wasn't sure exactly like how to how it was uh, how, how like how it would end up, but uh, it is the um, armored Batman from Batman versus Superman, and I do believe so. The uh, the same person uh, that that it, that works at Funko designed this one as they designed the Hulk from uh, the the last kind of. Uh, big Marvel Avengers movie. Mm. Um, and it's, uh, both of them are sufficiently like super detailed, very, very cool. Very, um, I don't know. I mean, there's some of the coolest pieces that I have, some of the coolest, uh, Funko pops that I have. So Where's I'm, your I'm Hulk? very excited. Uh, it's actually in a box up there. Whenever we moved, <laughs> I didn't unpack the second <laughs> box of pops. Uh-huh. And so I just need to whip that out. It's actually with my Hulk buster, um, pop as well. So they're doing battle inside the box right now, Chris, mm. they're there. There's the Hulk. And then there's, 
the Hulkbuster. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so it, it also came with a couple of other uh, vinyls, and uh, you know, obviously the dorbs. You, yeah, they're dorbs, and uh, and so they uh, they were you know the, the designs were unique. It's very cool. There's like Kryptonite Superman dorb, and then there's like Aqua Blue Aquaman uh, dorb. Which I thought was very cool. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also a, a comic with an exclusive cover in there. Yeah. But my favorite thing, probably in the box, that was a surprise, was the patch. It was a uh, oh. it's it's a Wonder Woman patch, mm-hmm. um, which is very very cool. And so uh, so we have we have all of the the known characters that are going to be in in the movie mm-hmm. represented in this box, and I thought that was a very cool cool thing. There's also a, a, a Superman pin. That's right. And you didn't talk about the the T-shirt. Oh gosh, the T-shirt. That's my favorite part. That's amazing. Yeah, I, I, I was wearing it earlier today. Um, there's a T-shirt in there, and it's a Batman versus Superman T-shirt, but uh, it, it it's like it's in uh, it's in Spanish, as if it was like a a fight poster um, for like a uh, like Lucho Libres and things like that. So yeah. it's it's really cool, man. I like I like that a lot. I in fact like it, like he talks about um, in Spanish. It says something like sponsored by the Wayne Industries or Industrias mm. of, of Wayne or whatever. Yeah. How, you know whatever that would be. I, I don't speak Spanish, and I, so I can't remember it off the top of my head. And uh, I'm making a fool of myself trying to trying to say it, but uh, but yeah, it's it's an amazing shirt. Yeah, did they, did they do the same? Was the it's the same kind of style for um, the first Marvel Collector Core box? It was Iron Man versus <sighs> versus Hulk. Ultron or I Ultron. Think. Okay. Yeah, it was Iron Man versus Ultron, and which was cool, but it wasn't it wasn't in, it wasn't the uh, the kind of uh, in Spanish. Like it wasn't it was, in Spanish. No, I don't oh, think I so. It, it might have been though. I, I can't remember. I'd have to whip out that shirt. It's been a while. Um, and in fact, that shirt. The funny thing about these boxes is the the shirt sizes drastically vary. Oh yeah. That shirt, uh, which was also a medium, very small. Very, very, very small shirt, and uh, and so it's it, it, it. In fact, like it was to the point where like I wore it to the premiere of the movie, yeah. and then I haven't worn it since just because it was just super tight. <laughs> um, and then so this shirt is actually a little bit big. It's like the the I have a medium, and it's it fits me a little bit, you know, a little bit baggier than right. uh, than normal. Um, but I think, I think that's, that's fine. With that's me. the norm right now, at least because like uh, I I think we talked about it on the podcast whenever I got the Star Wars collector box, mm. it was I, I I normally wear a size large T shirt. That's what mm-hmm. I'm wearing right now. It fits. Me well, yeah, and I ordered large, and it was like a pillowcase on my body, yeah, and uh, and so the next time I ordered a medium, and uh, if it fit great, this time I ordered a medium for the Legion of Collectors box, and it, it fit like a large, you know. So I don't know, it's, it's all over the place. I think that they run about a size too big, though. Yeah, I mean that's what seems to be like the norm. Like that first box was, I don't know where they they sourced the shirts from, or if they've changed like where they're sourcing the shirts from exactly. Um, but definitely, there's wide variance between like whenever I first started getting that Marvel box and where like the uh, yeah. the Star Wars box and then this box now is. I like so. the so, yeah, and I think they they do source the t-shirts from different places because like that first Star Wars box, it was like really heavy duty, kind of like almost like a. It was almost like a Hanes, like uh, what do they call it? Mm, uh, the uh, uh, the I, I don't know, like hefty tea or something like that. Yeah, where it's like super, like it was, it was super very thick, thick. Yeah. and kind of like I, I feel like if it was, I wore that in the summertime, it'd be very hot. Oh yeah, for um, sure. wouldn't breathe super well. But then yeah, this shirt is very soft. Like it's it's a uh, it, it was it's nice to kind of just like kind of lounge around in the shirt, which is great. And honestly, like I would much rather them err on the side of them being a little bit bigger um, than being too small. You know that type of thing. Because right. I just wear my shirts a little bit, a little bit, uh, a little bit loose anyway. And so yeah, it, it just works out for for my particular style. Um, but yeah, really for sure. good box. So Chris, what's your pick of the week? My pick of the week is Daredevil season two. <gasps> it is releasing on Netflix on Friday. So I guess when this podcast goes up, 
I mean, yeah. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Did you watch all of season one yet? Uh, I have not finished it. Okay. I'll be completely honest. Okay. Um, but no. So uh, I'm also three weeks behind on Walking Dead. Um, and I didn't see Cloverfield, Tin Cloverfield Lane. Chris. I'm, just, I'm really far behind on things right now, John. Yep. Uh-huh. Very, very far. Uh, so anyway, I'll amend that situation. But everyone should go watch Daredevil Season 2 because it's supposed to be really, really good. They're introducing like, Punisher this season. Yeah, and, and is Electra in it as well? I think Electra's uh, supposed to be in it. Yes. Yeah. So uh, it looks like a really cool season. Looks like um, they've said that they like. There's a couple of episodes last season that you know, like they did like one one shot takes and stuff like that of some right. fight scenes, and like they've said that they've done some things this season to up that ante in terms of the production. So we'll see what they've done and whether or not they can impress me again. Yeah. So were you uh, season one? Were you impressed with season one? Oh, definitely. Yeah, yes. there were some moments. There were some really like brutal action scenes that were incredibly well. Yeah, done. and it wasn't necessarily the brutality. It was just the the um, the production that goes into making that happen, you right? Know? And like the, the different things happen. You yeah, know, like was, the choreography. Even like what felt like choreography. Was very good. You know, just the direction. Um, yeah, the the I think um, so. The guy who who was a stunt coordinator for that like main scene that one hallway scene i think we said talked about this before on the podcast maybe, yeah uh was the, uh one of the uh the stunt men in the elevator and uh captain america winter soldier nice uh whenever captain america beats all those guys up yep you know and so like it's it's cool like you know just that, that kind of stuff's cool yeah and that continuity of like that that scene and thinking about it in terms of like that scene and then the elevator scene comparing those a little bit and uh i feel like that's a really cool comparison to make man that's really awesome oh yeah so if you're interested in that that's really all i have about it other than it's out go watch it if you're not watching march madness because i I have so much to do this weekend john okay so i want to go to the comic book store Mm -hmm. pick up my comics that Mm -hmm. i haven't haven't read yet. Uh, I want to watch all of the, the basketball games that are happening this weekend for March Madness. I want to watch, finish season one and watch season two of Daredevil. Yeah. Um, I also want to play a ton of the, the, the division. All of these things And then there's must some happen. CrossFit like open stuff that I, I want to get done. Yeah. All of this stuff I also must need, happen. need to change my spark plugs. <laughs> You're not going to fit it all in, Chris. One of these things is not the same as the others. Yeah. The, uh, the spark plugs thing feels like that might be uh, a priority. <laughs> it is a it's one of those things that yeah it's uh I mean, it's just life man it's it just is. one of those uh things that has to be a priority you don't want it to be right but it is and you get behind on other things because there's there's these priorities but like exactly. yeah that's why I'm in the spot that I'm in yeah it is very much so Chris as I stated the world has changed I feel like I need to have like an a uh, whenever PSVR actually or yeah I guess whenever all the, all the VR giants actually come out mm-hmm. we need to have like an intro that is like a, uh, a where we whisper things in Elvish and then translate them you know like they do at the beginning of uh, or uh, the Lord of the Rings or whatever <laughs> I I don't, I don't really know if I'm following you right now the world has changed oh that's what you're referencing <laughs> yeah okay the uh, the Lord of the Rings right the yeah original I remember trilogy. that now yeah, I remember yeah. that now yeah. Okay, so well, I so, things this, this that people funny can't is, understand. So I'm like, I watched uh, the first Lord of the Rings movie a lot, and then I watched uh, you know the, the other ones several times in the theaters and stuff. I've watched them on DVD when they came out. I rewatched them recently, and I did not remember that that like recap thing at the beginning actually happened there. I thought that that was like explained later on mm. in like Rivendell or something like that. Nope. No, it was like flat beginning of the of the movie. Yep. And then you go to the Shire. Yep. Straight at the beginning. It's really weird. Yeah, there's like a there's like a prologue, uh-huh. basically. 
which is fine. Like it worked out great because it set up everybody. I mean, I hadn't read the read the full books, uh, you know, at that point. But the books really don't don't go into a ton of that, like right there at the right. beginning or anything. So as much as I don't like The Hobbit. I really need to buy those movies. Chris, the so The Hobbit, I'm not a huge fan, but dude, those original three Lord of the Rings classics. They're yeah, just, oh my gosh. So, John, we're talking about PlayStation VR. PlayStation VR. I wanted to start off by, Ver. by just reading the PlayStation blog post from Andrew House. Nice. President and global CEO of Sony. And... Let you know, like what he had to say. Do, does whenever like people go over to his his home, are they like, "I'm going to go to House's house"? He says, "With the annual Game Developers Conference in full swing, I'm pleased to give you an exciting update on PlayStation VR." Nice. Today, we are announcing that the PlayStation VR headset will launch in October of this year for a suggested retail price of USD three ninety nine. Mm. This that is about. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That is a bit later than the time frame we previously stated. There it is. And I want to thank everyone for their patience and continued support. PlayStation VR represents a transform... Gosh, I did. I don't have my glasses on, and that's what's. Hang on, give me two seconds. <laughs> Why did you take them off? You had them on like two seconds well, ago. Like whenever I get tired, sometimes like I just I don't want them on anymore. You're like get these like, off it's, my it's more face. Comfortable, like to not have to like really like focus my eyes on things, or to have something on your face. <clears throat> yeah. All right, I'm going to start all over, <laughs> and we're going to like rock through this. Okay. With the annual Game Developers Conference in full swing, I'm pleased to give you an exciting update on PlayStation VR. Today, we are announcing that the PlayStation VR headset will launch in October of this year for a suggested retail price of USD $399. That is a bit later than the time frame we previously stated, and I want to thank everyone for their patience and continued support. PlayStation VR represents a transformative gaming experience, and we wanted to take the time needed to launch with a broad variety of content and a sufficient supply of hardware. We are beyond excited to deliver to consumers the amazing experience that PSVR offers. I'm also pleased to reveal the final consumer version of PSVR, including all of the contents that will come in the package. And then there's a picture here with the PSVR and a bunch of cables that I don't know what they do. <laughs> That's the thing. It's like unboxings and like what's in the box of all these consoles and stuff. A lot of times it's not super sexy. Nope. It's just, it's like, oh, all. these are a bunch of wires and things. Interesting. Today, more than 230 developers are building content for PlayStation VR from smaller independent teams to larger studios at the industry's top publishers. We expect to have more than 50 games available from launch in October 2016 until the end of the year. Of course, the full promise of PlayStation VR will continue to grow over time as talented developers create new experiences and new genres that wouldn't be possible outside of VR. The future looks bright indeed. Additionally, the Playroom VR from our very own Japan studio will be available as a free download from PlayStation Store for all PSVR owners at launch. The Playroom VR will include six games that can be enjoyed with friends and family, demonstrating why we believe VR can also be an impactful experience when it's shared. With PlayStation VR, the future of gaming is almost here. We're excited to share more with you as we head into launch later this year. Boom. First off. Yeah. <laughs> the Playroom VR is going to be just like the Playroom, which is just like an extended tech demo. That's what that is. Yeah, and I think there's like some some mini games and things. It really sounds a lot like what uh, Nintendo tried to do with like their Nintendo Land stuff with the Wii U and stuff. Where well, PlayStation it, where, had the Playroom. Right. And then I don't think anyone played that yeah 
Well, I also think like the Vita didn't it have like some sort of a, a, oh, a yeah, thing had, like that it as had well. Like, wel- it was called <laughs> it was called Welcome Park. Yeah, that's right. And oh, had those, some like trophies and stuff. Just go hang out at the park together. Yeah, let's go. Let's go to the park and play the Welcome Park. And anyway, yeah. that's all beside the point. Three ninety nine, John. That is the big number. Three ninety nine. Three ninety nine. Now so, there Chris, should be a, should have been an asterisk. Yeah, after be. that. All right, because the PlayStation VR also requires the use of your soul. What? No, that's not right. <laughs> no, <laughs> of the PlayStation I, the sixty dollar PlayStation I. And some of the games will apparently use move controllers. Correct. So you not only have to buy a $60 PlayStation I, but now two move controllers. Now, Chris. Which retail at like 30 bucks a piece. The reason that they said that these weren't included in the package was because there are so many of them out there in the world already. And I get that. And they've since uh, announced that for... People who do not own all of them, there will be a bundle that will, will include the PlayStation VR, the PlayStation I, and the Move controller. Yeah. So in my mind, though, a lot of the things that aren't in there, I mean... Or maybe it was just the PlayStation VR and the PlayStation I together. I think it might just be that one, and you yeah. have to get Move by itself. The thing is, I didn't know Move worked on the PlayStation 4 right now. Uh, I think it, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know. Anything granted, about that. they use like Bluetooth technology. Like that's, that's what they use to connect to the, so like they all use the same kind of thing. Protocols. Yeah. But I, I just didn't know. I mean, it's old technology too. Like the move stuff is kind of like, it's, it was, it was actually like, I was reading that uh, article that I actually mentioned last week, um, from, from, um, Kotaku about, was it Kotaku? No, it was Polygon. Sorry. A Polygon article that was about the inception of PlayStation VR, where it came from, how it went along the steps. And like the original PlayStation VR was like two PlayStation move controllers on like in, on a headset that mm-hmm. they had mounted there. So where it would head track and stuff. <laughs> and so, I mean, that technology, the PlayStation Move technology is older than the inception, like the original idea behind PlayStation VR even. So it it seems odd to tie PlayStation VR and some PlayStation VR experiences to this really old technology almost. You know, it's a technology that, you know, that was uh, slightly better than the the Wii and maybe uh, slightly not as as good as the like the Wii Motion Plus. Right. Because Wii updated their stuff and and Move never got an update or anything. Now, because I've been out of town, I haven't really had a whole bunch of time to do a bunch of research into like people's impressions, hands-on impressions. Yeah. So I don't really know like what people are saying about the PlayStation VR experiences that they had after that press show because um, I think they like, it's basically spend the rest of the day there playing games and demos and stuff like that. And so I haven't really read any of that. But um, one thing I do want to say, like great price point. Holy like, cow! You're, yeah. you're two hundred dollars less than than the nearest competitor, and it's still 1080p. Like it's. Mm-hmm. A, it, it, uh, running, I think, at 200 is it 120 frames a second. So basically, yeah. I think that makes it 60 frames per second per eye or something. I think like it that. might depend. Like, I think they have there's the choice, like, developers ha- kind of have a choice to do either 60 or 120, but it can do 120. Like, it's, it can max out at like 120. So, and that's yeah. that's what will keep it from uh, giving you motion sickness, right? So, that's awesome. Like, super, super cool. Um, price point, I'm gonna get it. Um, yeah. you, uh, you actually, you asked me. Like, hey, where are you gonna get this thing? And I was, like, and for a second, I was just like thinking, like, uh, oh, Amazon, you know? Like, yeah. 
I don't know, like just easy. And then you were like, oh, okay. Well, I didn't know if we were doing like a midnight launch. I'm like, I forgot about midnight launches. <laughs> well, we got to do midnight launch. Dude, I love so, midnight I'm launches. I'm from GameStop now. Hardware and, and midnight launches are so I cool. I think you're going to be over at my house. I think yeah. uh, Fultron said he's going to come over to my house. Party like, it up. Yeah, let's just get a bunch of people. So I'm he, not going to even, probably even get a chance to play this thing until uh, I send all of you home. Yeah, you're, you're going to have to kick. You're going to have to have like a, uh, have a, a time where you kick everyone out and yeah. like, I just want, I, I need this. I need to play. I need this time, guys. Yes. Um, so, so my thoughts on like the, the price point, like I love the price point. It's perfect. Like this is right in that range where we were kind of thinking we were projecting that. This okay, is what we were hoping. Yeah, this is like this was in that range where we hoped that it would be this. Where if it was any more expensive, yeah. it would be like I don't know about this. I don't know if this is a like a launch day thing for you to grab or whatever. So it seems like it's in that right price point. I just wonder. Um, so what what potentially could have been sacrificed uh, for this price point? Because there, it, like you said, it only comes with like the playroom game. Yeah. Um. I kind of had hoped that this game would also come with like rigs or something like that. The uh, a PlayStation exclusive kind of experience that they've been pushing. Um. Since I guess it was E3 last year. Yeah. Um. With rigs and like supposedly that is a, a really cool thing. It also supposedly has a tendency to maybe make some people motion sick. Like of of other of all the games, it has a more high higher likelihood of making people motion sick than something else so i don't know man it's it seems like um it seems like it could have done with another game in there yeah um but that would probably jack up the price or the cost for them um i really feel like this price point they're probably eating some cost of the the device they might be selling at a loss in a way yeah um because it does come with like a box that enhances the processing power of the ps4 that you plug it in between your ps4 and your headset um it also acts as a splitter for your hdmi cord so like the tv screen can display what the uh person who's inside the helmet is is uh, is doing which is what they are talking about whenever they're talking about social kind of a social experience where one person's inside the helmet and everybody else is watching the tv with a different like output display on it and you're interacting in some way yeah um and so you know there, there's a lot of technology there and so it seems like they might be eating some of the price in order to make that happen so i can see why it wouldn't launch with a with a, a another game i can see why it wouldn't launch with an with the eye and i can see why it wouldn't launch with the move too you know i mean that yeah I I mean, it, it follows their formula that they kind of laid out with the PS4 and that, like, they didn't box the eye with the PS4 because they wanted to beat Microsoft on price. That's right. And it, in order to... Well, the, the, the difference now is the fact that it's required with the eye. And I do get the argument, like, they did sell a lot of PlayStation eyes. Yeah. More than I think they thought they would because for a long time, you couldn't find any. After the launch of the PlayStation 4, they were selling out all the time. Kind of mm. like the way that the Elite controller right now is selling out for Microsoft. Like, they really underestimated the demand for that. PlayStation under underestimated the demand for PlayStation Eye. They saw everyone's complaints about the fact that the Kinect was bundled in with the Xbox One. and But then everyone went out and bought a PlayStation Eye. And so, because it, it does the same things. You know, voice commands, uh, video of you as you Twitch stream, you know, that, that type of thing. And uh, so, like, I think a substantial number of PlayStation 4 owners already have a PlayStation Eye. That is correct. Yeah. And so offering two different bundles, probably really good. I, I hope that, like, what I would like to see is that, like, okay, if the uh, $399 is the price point for the PlayStation VR, maybe you save 10 bucks if you buy it bundled with an Eye. Maybe it's th uh, 450 not 460 yeah. Um, so I don't know. Like, I kind of I want to see something like that. Yeah. Uh, where it kind of encourages you to buy the bundle together. 
I also think like so if if you have a PlayStation and you're planning on getting PlayStation VR and you don't have an eye or something like that, yeah. I also think now would be a good time before kind of the world catches on to get maybe a used one from, you know, someone. Uh, if you know have a friend who has an eye that they never use or whatever, then you can always just make them an offer on it or, or or look up things that obviously, you know, Craigslist is is there, eBay is there. So, I mean, there's like other options as far as that goes if you really want to get one um that's you know if it basically if you're like i can spend you know 400 bucks on this thing but i don't want to buy or i don't want to uh, an additional expense on top of that you could probably uh, find a deal on a playstation i right now yeah so that's possible as well yeah so i have a big list of games chris okay I have a list. I don't know if I have like they mentioned fifty games, and I was like, man, are there are there fifty games in here? And I, there might be. So, but um, some of these are, are different experiences. I will highlight some that I'm very excited to to look at and to try. Um, but I can. Do you want me to read the whole list and highlight the ones that I'm excited about, or would you rather me just highlight some of the ones that I'm excited about? I mean, yeah, let's read the whole list. I mean, that okay. might be something that everybody, everybody's excited about in there. Yeah. So we have 100-foot robot golf, mm. which sounds interesting by just the name alone. Yes. Uh, we have Ace Combat 7. We have Adrift, which I'm very excited about Adrift. This is a uh, this is a, a game that is in space, and it's basically like Gravity, the VR game. Mm-hmm. We have uh, Albino Lullaby, Allison Road, Apollo 11 VR Experience. So Allison Road, isn't that... Um wasn't that like a successor, spiritual successor to PT in some oh. way? I think that's a horror game. It might be. Some of these, like a lot of the the experiences in VR um, t- are VR experiences. And there's a couple, or not VR, sorry, horror experiences. Okay. Um, so, yeah. So there's Allison Road. What was the next one? Apollo 11 VR experience. What is that? I have be? no idea, So sir. Apollo 11, weren't they the first ones to land on the moon? Oh, that'd be amazing. Yeah. That'd be an were. amazing VR experience. That's Neil Young and all of them. Neil Young? No, Neil. What? Neil Armstrong? <laughs> yeah, there you Neil, go. Neil Young did not go to the moon. I can just imagine Neil Young <laughs> singing on the moon. Just uh, so good. Good grief. Uh, we have uh, Aquarian Evol. No idea. Aquarian Arc. is that like uh, horses? Yeah, but Evol. No, that's, what is that's Esqui? I, I don't know, Chris. It's Aquarian Evol. Aquarian, like water. Aquarian? No, that'd be Aquarium. Well, I mean, I think Aquarian. Well, I guess you're right. As aqua, yeah, aqua? that would be. A th- it probably has something to do with water and evolution because they say evolve. <laughs> Arc Survivor or Survival Evolves, which is a uh, Ooh, open yeah. world uh, survival game, and it's actually been in early access on Xbox for a while yeah. now. Um, well, it's on it's, Steam as well. Yeah, supposedly it's awesome um, or really fun. And then we have Adam Universe, Bad Bird, Battle Zone. Chernobyl VR project. Mm, that sounds awesome. Sounds really interesting. If that has anything to do with Chernobyl? Uh, I I don't know, Chris. They could Are just stole the name, dude. If you're exploring Chernobyl, that'd be amazing. That would be amazing. Classroom Aquatic. There's another underwater game, probably. Okay. Uh, Crystal Rift, Colt County, Cyber Danganronpa, which Wait, is, is that all one thing? Colt uh, County. No. Colt County is a separate thing than Cyber Danganronpa. Okay. Um, but Cyber Danganronpa, so if you like the Danganronpa series for your uh, Vita, or I think it's on PC as well, this would be something cool for you. Okay. Uh, Dead or Alive Extreme 3. So, okay, here's where, like, this might be a question. I always thought the VR experience was, would be mainly, like, first person. Yeah. I mean, Dead or Alive is a 
fighting game. Yeah, and I don't know. I don't know how it's going to work, Chris. We'll okay. have to see. Because I do think there is probably a way that a third-person experience or that these experiences could work in VR. Right. But you're right. It is a little bit easier to wrap your mind around how it would work if it's a first-person experience because it just makes sense, you know? Uh, then there's Dead Secret. Separate thing. Distance. Then there is the ever-elusive Dreams from PlayStation. This is going to be exclusive for the PlayStation VR. I don't know what much to say about this, Chris. Is it looks me- like a weird it- game. Wait, wait. Isn't that for Media Molecule? Yep. That's okay. the game where you're making your own dream. Yeah. That's going to be a VR game? Yes. Interesting. You can experience your dream in VR. Interesting. Yep. Eagle Flight, which is, I think I've seen like a demo of this where I'm, it's you're just a flying eagle. It's you're like first-person flying eagle. It's kind of like Disney's Soarin'. Right. Maybe. I love Soren, Chris. Whenever they blow the fans in your face mm-hmm. and, and you it's like, oranges? oh my gosh, it's the best. Yeah. Um, hopefully, I'll just bring some like orange air freshener and like spray it right in your <laughs> face whenever you're doing this. It'll be great. Uh, Earth Light. Earth Light? It's all one word. Earth, oh, Earth Light. Light. I don't know. It's, it's the game name. Hmm. Eclipse. Then we have Eve Valkyrie, which is uh, a flying game spaceship where it's first person and you like aim with your eyes and shoot things with your eyes, like That's where you're looking cool. and stuff. It's, it's like supposedly there's been a lot of people who that has convinced them about VR, that game specifically, huh. or that experience specifically. Fated, and there's a Final Fantasy 14 demo. Just the, just the demo. I don't know. It has the demos in parentheses here. Uh, Futuridium VR. The Gallery, Six Elements, GNOG, I don't know if that's an uh, acronym for something, but uh, it's G-N-O-G, all caps, strange. Golding, Golem, this is one, so Golem is one that is supposedly like an RPG for your, uh, for PlayStation VR, but it's supposedly like a hybrid where you'll have the headset on for a little while, then you'll take it off where the, the experience will, will basically force you to do one or the other in a natural way. Um, something that the developer referenced, I think it was, I was reading an interview probably with IGN, um, where the developer mentioned how in like a, an RPG, like a God of War, whenever you're in the dungeon, it's kind of one thing, but then whenever you go like back to the, the, uh, the, the base where like you're, if, if let's be thinking about destiny, if you're in the tower, you wouldn't necessarily have the same thing. It's like in third person sometimes there where it's in first person, uh, whenever you're out in the world. So that would be the moments where you would pull up like your mask and it would be on your TV. So it gives mm. your, gives your, uh, your eyes and, and your, um, senses a break from being in full on VR, uh, occasionally. And then whenever you go into these levels, it'll be in VR. So that, I think that's a really interesting take on it where it's, it's gradually breaking people into the VR experience. Yeah, that's pretty wild. Gran Turismo Sport. A racing game sounds really fun, like a racing sim. So the only thing about Gran Turismo, I've never been a huge fan of like uh, hardcore like racing sims where you're you know you're decking out your uh, undercarriage or like just the small little things that have to do with like even like Forza, the yeah. mainline Forzas oh, aren't I really love my Forza. thing. Forza Horizon is more my thing. So uh, like the more arcadey kind yeah. of experience there. There's harmonics, music VR. Harmonics makes good like music games maker of rock band original creator of guitar hero yes yes headmaster no idea hyper void you walking around disciplining children all day (laughs) that would be super weird and i don't understand it or like you are dumbledore the headmaster of a a wizarding school that'd be awesome that'd be amazing i'd love to be dumbledore dude if there's a harry potter experience i would just oh my gosh riding a broom (gasps) quidditch amazing 
Hypervoid, Job Simulator, which is supposedly amazing. I don't know anything about it, though. Joy Sound VR, Jurassic Encounter, Dinosaurs. Kitchen, another horror game. Loading Human. These names are strange, Chris. Megaton Rainfall. Mind, colon, Path to Thalamus. Mm. Sounds like you're in a brain. Mm-hmm. Don't know. <laughs> More it's mortal. a psychological thriller. It is. <laughs> That's funny, Chris. Uh, mortal Blitz VR. It's, it's a blitz for mortals in VR. Omega Agent. <laughs> and here's one that would horrify me, and I don't know if I want to experience it. Paranormal Activity VR. <laughs> Holy crap, Chris. The, the original Paranormal Activity just like scared me. Oh, yeah. Oh. That thing's horrifying. Oh. It's like the scariest movie I've ever watched. Can you imagine not being able to escape it because you're strapped in a helmet? Oh. <laughs> I mean, oh. so this is, this is what's funny is like Paranormal Activity... So it scared me, and I'm not saying like, it's, I mean it's still a frightening movie. But I would want I would I would watch it over and over again just to watch it with other new people right. who haven't seen it before, just right. to watch their reactions. I remember it's being like in this, a theater like full a of people. Thing. Oh my gosh! And it's just everyone screaming and the, the tension builds. Oh my gosh! Anyway. So if I buy that game, I'm gonna just gonna make everybody play it <sighs> and just watch them and laugh. Just watch them. Oh man, pollen. Do you get to experience what pollen experiences? Apparently. Project Cars, Psychonauts in the Rumbus of Ruin. That sounds cool. That sounds really cool. Cube with a Q. Res Infinite, mm. another kind of music game, like a beat yeah. game. Um, That's pretty awesome. Rigs. So, like, as long as it's not like a dance game, I'm cool with. Like, I don't know, like, what it would involve, but like, I, I think it know. involves Who like knows? shooting. Uh, I think you oh, like I'm shoot cool things like to the beat, and like, it's just like that sort of. thing. Yeah, that's what Res was basically, but right. Uh, rigs. Robinson, The Journey, Rush of Blood, Snow, in case you get in VR and it just snows, there you go, Star Wars Battlefront VR experience, oh my goodness, John, what the heck, I, was re- I did, re- okay, so I, I, I lied a little, I did read a, uh, a hands-on impression of Star Wars VR, and I can't remember if it was this or if it was, it was something to do with Tatooine, okay, now number one, the gameplay sounded terrible, yeah, uh, basically, the Millennium Falcon <laughs> breaks down. You have to fix it. Oh man! And then you, then it flies off. Oh wait a second! But what was described was the Millennium Falcon. Like you're just standing there, and all of a sudden you look up, and the Millennium Falcon's flying over you. Oh. You're listening to it in surround sound, oh. and and it just like scares the heck out of you because the Millennium Falcon's there. This sounds amazing. It does sound amazing. Even but- if I have to fix that bucket of bolts. <laughs> I can just you bypass the compressor. Is that what you do? I bypass the compressor. You bypass the compressor. And compressor. I didn't take that apart now. <laughs> I love it. Uh, summer lesson is another game. Apparently, you get a lesson in the summer. I wish these had descriptions. I really wish they did I'm too. I'm kind of just like bored right now. Yeah, I know. Me too. Everyone else probably is. Super Hypercube. We're going to roll through some of these. Tekken 7, which sounds awesome. Mm. Like another fighting game. Yeah. Who knows how it's going to work? Uh, I'm, I'm excited to see it though. The Assembly, The Deep, which has been a demo that's been around for a long time. Sharks underwater. Mm. There's a lot of like. There's at least three oh, underwater man. games. Wait, wait. Is this the one where you're a uh, you're a diver and you swim around and yes. then the shark? You, well, I think one, there's one, like one a shark one, cage. One, yeah. one of you is a shark. No, I don't know if that's the one. That you're, one oh. of these probably is one of these underwater games. Yeah. Okay. 
But the deep, I think, is the one where you're like in the cage and the shark, you know, comes up and gets you. Okay. Anyway, the, then there is punch the, it in the nose. The getaway, London Heist, which mm. supposedly is an amazing game. That sounds as awesome. Well. It's a cool experience. Uh, the I mean, home, the bank job. Yeah, it is. It is. It, it, like it's supposedly you're like there's even like a getaway sequence where you're in the what? car and yeah. Anyway, uh, the hum abductions. Don't know the Mars 2030 experience. That's pretty cool. Yeah, go to Mars. The Modern Zombie Taxi Company. What? That sounds pretty fun, Chris. The Occasional Encounter. The Playroom. We've mm. discussed this. Thumper. Don't know if it has to do anything to do with the uh, the Disney's Bambi character. Thunderbird. Trackmania Turbo. Unearthing Mars. So we have at least three underwater experiences. Now at least two Mars experiences. Mm. And then we have Until Dawn, Rush of Blood, which that is, sounds awesome. is supposedly like an on-rails kind of shooter uh, hmm. experience Weird. where, where that's you're... That's completely different from Until Dawn. Yeah, exactly. And supposedly that's one of the, like, oh, why would you do something that's completely different than this? I don't know. It's it's like a, uh, like think about like a time crisis, but like faster. So it's like yeah. a, a roller coaster. Uh, it's also been compared to like some of the Disney rides that I've read um, yeah. where you're riding around on a, on a thing and you're shooting things and Interesting. getting scores and all sorts of fun. Um <clears throat> Let me see where I was. I Vector thirty six. Who? Who knows? Is it like Vector Man? Thirty six of them. I don't know. Uh, Viva, Viva X Vivo. Psh, it's a good descriptive name, Chris. Uh, Visage. Vizen Eck. All one word. War Thunder. Wayward Sky. White Day. World of Driving. World War Tunes, which actually that's a really good name. Yeah, yeah, that's a cool thing. And then we have Zing finishing up the list with a with an X word. Zing colon the land beyond. Mm. I don't know. Yeah, so we have like a couple fighting games, at least two of those. You have some Mars games, you have some space games, some music games. Um, sounds like some shooters. Yeah. Some horror games. It's a good like uh, good list there. Yeah, it is a really good list. The only thing that I and uh, the RPG, the Golem RPG. The only thing that I I really want to see on these things is maybe like a shooter. Like I mean, like a like a first person shooter, like more of a traditional kind of Call of Duty esque experience. Like I yeah would love to see well, like, like somebody like Call of Duty or like an Activision thing go in and really do a VR game like honestly that. like the experiences that I'm more interested in like it sounds like you know things like the Until Dawn game like that sounds really arcadey right. I'm not really interested in arcadey experiences like right. I want immersive experiences that make me feel like I'm in a specific place so like things like Adrift yeah like that's what intrigues me or uh, or even the paranormal we, we ragged on it but paranormal activity ragged on it I'm just horrified of it Chris like if that can immerse me in some kind of weird like story like that sounds awesome you know um, even the driving the driving would be cool like just being able to drive a car and be able to turn your head like yeah. while you're driving like I feel yeah. like I would be so much better at driving games Probably if I was able to do that. Uh, so you know, just that kind of stuff. You know, like something where I can just be fully immersed. Like, you know, I don't know what the Tekken games or like the fighting yeah. games are going to be like, but that doesn't really necessarily intrigue me. Namely, because I don't know how the VR will enhance the experience exactly. of fighting someone. You we'll know, have to see. And I'm interested. I need to do some research and see. Like, okay, 
hands-on. What are people saying about these games? I, I assume they'll talk a lot about it at E3. Yeah, probably announce some new ones. I'm still holding out. Conspicuously not on this list yeah. is uh, No Man's Sky. Yeah. There is no VR experience uh, so far um, in the works for No Man's Sky. Super bummed out about that. Yeah, I mean, we've talked about that before, that that would be the one where it's it, there's this really cool gameplay hook with it, yeah. and there's the exploration there, and it seems like because it's in first person and it's this weird world that you're going into that it would be perfect for it. I just don't understand why. Like, I also don't understand. Something that doesn't make sense to me is they've delayed that game so many times. If they weren't adding some sort of a feature, why was it delayed so many times? I don't know. And, well, and that sort of thing. I, I, yeah, I still think that it's probably coming. Um, it's also, like, let's not forget that that game on its own without being a VR experience is an ambitious game. That's true. It's massive. Yeah, massive and, you know, completely random and unique like these no two planets are alike you know that kind of thing yeah and so you know like it's a and it was a it was a two-man team until sony came on board you know so yeah i, I fully believe that they could have just been spending the extra time finishing that game that makes now, sense that yeah. being said uh in andrew house's post he said something like you know this is later than we wanted so we apologize blah 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 well like well what was if it's later than you wanted if it was sooner I mean, you're not going to say that if it was a month late. You're not really even going to say that if it's two months late. If it's three, you know, so, like, that would put it in July, June, July, something like that. So, like, that – it maybe this was supposed to launch alongside mm. No Man's Sky at the same time or something like that. Yeah. Maybe, maybe they'll uh, they'll say something about No Man's Sky. They'll hold that, you know, close to the chest till E3 and use that as, like, an E3 reveal. Yeah, something. and I guess that makes a lot of sense, like, holding it until E3 because you got to have some sort of a big PSVR reveal. Now that it's a thing, oh, yeah. now that, P- you know, VR, uh, PlayStation VR is out there in the wild, if they then go into E3 and don't have any big, mind-blowing announcements for it right. uh, or new games or um, additional functionality with it, it's it that would not play well. Well, again, most of this sounds really arcadey. Right. Know, like this doesn't sound, you know, most of these don't sound like fully immersive experiences. They don't sound yeah. like AAA titles either. They don't sound like core games, you know, right. core gaming. So hopefully we hear a lot more about this at E3. Uh, it's not that far away. Just a couple months. Yeah. And so like I think, you know, it was smart to get this out there now, mainly so that everyone is just not sitting around wondering about the price for months you know, since everyone else came out mm. and said this is how much ours are, ours costs. Yeah, um, and I guess it, I think the Vive releases like next month, or the Oculus, like they the next like Oculus and the Vive will release before E3. Right. I believe. Well, this is whenever this is when Sony becomes competitive. Is when, like, so say I am a VR fanatic or just someone who's super interested in it, and I have the expendable income to pick up the Vive or the Oculus, but I also have a PS4 sitting at home, and they announced not only better price. Runs with the PlayStation and a list of fifty games that will be available between launch and to the end of the year. Yeah, with some really cool exclusives. Yeah, and so, and I fully expect them to add to that list at E3. Right. Between you know, even for, for games that will launch this fall. Right. So, this is Sony saying, "Hey, keep your money in your pocket. Right. Put it toward our VR. It's still the the tech specs. Here's the tech specs. It's still up to snuff with everything else." And uh, it's going to be a great experience. And so, yeah. like, that's this is Sony's, before, you know, jump, jumping out in front of things and saying, hey, we're a player in this market too. 
Mm-hmm. You know, one of the funniest things that excites me more about PlayStation than about the others, uh, Vive or Oculus, is the fact that they're game makers. That they are, you know, uh, they care about things that I care about. They care about games. And so, as we've talked in this conversation, the thing that is most important to me is like, yeah, but what kind of game is it? What kind of a uh, an experience is it? Is it a is it like you said an arcadey thing, or is it just kind of like something that is um, a curiosity where you put it on and it's like, oh, you know, oh, that was a fun experience, but is it a game yeah and so the funny thing about playstation is they're game makers so yeah. they're going to inherently wrap this stuff up up in this is why it's cool for gamers right and i think that that appeals to me more so than some of the others and so yeah, it's not just like hey here's a cool piece of tech right right and like so you know whenever if i was thinking about oh well i'm thinking about getting an oculus or i'm thinking about getting a vive but i'd have to upgrade my my pc and all i really care about is the games I think this announcement would be like, okay, I'm more of a games-oriented person. Mm-hmm. I'm going to hold off and wait for the PlayStation There's VR. There's a plug-and-play option. Exactly. Even if I don't even already have a, uh, a PlayStation, but I have like a, a uh, PC or something like that, the experience is that PlayStation is probably going to come up with if exclusive to their platform oh, yeah. that their game makers are making right now. Yeah. They're going to be so much uh, closer to what I would care about as a gamer, so I would be more apt to be like, okay, well, I was thinking about getting an Oculus because it was the lowest level uh, entry point here so far until now. Now there's this other thing, and they're oriented and care about the things that I care about. Yeah. So even if I had the extra the cash to to drop on a, an Oculus, um, I might still go ahead and opt for the PlayStation just because of a uh, core value of the company. Yeah, for sure. I'm pumped. Um, we'll see like what kind of news will keep you up to date yeah. with anything that comes down. Um, but you know, it was, I mean, this was the best case scenario in terms of price and release date and, uh, and kind of announcement list, except for with the exception of No Man's Sky, you know, like it would be nice to see that released, but I mean, I'll take that for all the other things that we got that like that Sony got right. For sure, dude, for sure. And then, you know, with the asterisks by it about the eye and about that stuff, like even with that, this is still like the, the, the most reasonably priced, uh, VR entry point. So, I mean, I feel like this is going to get a different market than a lot of the other uh, other companies would have gotten. You know? Yeah. So this is going to be a whole new world for VR. And if you can get this big install base that already has a PS4 right now, all of these, you know, millions of people that have VR, uh, PlayStation 4s, if you can get even a smaller percentage, like, you know, 10, 25% of these people to buy a VR, I feel like that's a massive success. For sure. Well, I think that's it for this week. Stay tuned in a few days, <laughs> for a few short days for our Batman vs. Superman review. It's going to be fun, man. Yep, it's going to go up next Tuesday, so stay tuned for that. You can find us online at stayontargetpodcast.com at stayontargetpod on Twitter at ChrisWright250 is me. And JohnWright777 is me. You can find us and subscribe and review our podcasts on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, lots of other things. Tune in radio. Tune in radio. Tune in radio. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, stay tuned for that. Yeah. That's it for this week. We'll see you next time on Stay Stay on on Target. Target.